All right, guys, welcome to um, your instant reaction podcast from a really um, just a dominant win for the Cyclones today. 49-24 over TCU. Iowa State was like a three-point favorite in this game, so greatly exceeded what the experts in the desert thought was going to happen in this one. Um, before I break it down and give you guys some of my thoughts, I took a lot of notes from today. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors of the Instant Reaction Podcast. First of all, our good friends at Carl Chevrolet. Find them at The Rock in Ankeny, also in Stewart. Great supporters of what we do at Cyclone Fanatics. So any of your vehicle needs, go to them. We would appreciate it. Also, the McFarland Clinic, Doctors Buck, Greenwald, and Warmy. Uh, also great supporters of ours. They've been with us for a really, really long time. Love those guys. Um, they are the doctors that are on the sidelines working on the cyclones. And then finally, not last, um, last but not least, the Iowa State University Bookstore. They're on board this year. Every dime you spend at the Iowa State University Bookstore, it stays on campus. That means something. Uh, certainly does to me. That's where my family shops for our cyclone gear. All right. Um, 49-24. So, first of all, this was a, um, a win, I thought, right when we rolled into the stadium today and we got word that the, the game had been delayed for a couple of hours. The reason I point that out is because the surface was impeccable today, the field surface for Iowa State, which is really incredible when you consider the amount of rain we've gotten in central Iowa over the past week. Um, the field conditions were fantastic. They, they, they got to leave the tarp on during the heaviest rain of the day. They peeled it off right when it was starting. The thing drained and it was a perfect setup for uh, a really good Big 12 football game. And I don't know if that would have been the case had they played that thing in the monsoon. There was lightning in the area that allowed a lot of the fans to wait around and be able to come. And I thought that it just enhanced the entire day, which set up a really a memorable win for Iowa State. Now, let me give you this stat line. This is crazy. Brock Purdy, in his last two games at Jack Tri Stadium, He's gone 40 for 51 for five touchdowns, 682 yards, run for 177 yards and five touchdowns. He is playing at an unbelievable level right now. It is truly Brocktober. We've heard that, and uh, it rings true. 102 yards on the ground for Purdy today. Everything went through him, uh, 19 for 24. But a shout-out to the Iowa State offensive line. I thought it took him just a little bit to get going, maybe a quarter or so. But that was maybe the best we've seen Iowa State's offensive line play. I put it right there um, with, with any performance we've seen in the Matt Campbell era because TCU, probably the best two defensive tackles that Iowa State has seen so far this year. Those guys were really good. And Iowa State, frankly, pushed them around, especially as you got later into that football game. Did we see uh, in a, some emergence at running back? Johnny Lang... He's showing something right now. 72 yards today, two touchdowns. He has four touchdowns the last two weeks. He averaged 4.5 yards per carry today, which was great to see. Uh, a lot of it was chunk yardage at the end, but he's starting to flex his muscles a little bit in that capacity. Um, also notable, a lot of people have been calling for it. We saw Real Mitchell get moved around into the game a little bit today. He lined up at quarterback. They moved Purdy out wide. Um, they put Mitchell at wide receiver, got a screen pass. I think what you're doing is you're seeing Iowa State use him as a um, kind of a decoy right now where they're setting up other defenses um, for the future where they're going to be able to use him on that screen pass that he caught. That could easily be a him steps back and, and he throws the football at that point. So that fascinating um, 
just some chess going on, I think, with Tom Manning and, and Matt Campbell. I think that um, I think that that's something that we'll see more and more of put into the playbook here into the future. Um, uh, some other offensive notes before I get to the defense and the notes that I took on it. Deshante Jones, this is a crazy stat. Um, Deshante had 10 catches today. He's the only Cyclone who had more than one reception. That's crazy. That's a really crazy stat. But, um, you know, Iowa State moved it to the, through the air quite well for um, 247 yards through the air today. Um, looking at the overall, yeah, Iowa State had TCU doubled up for a while. Now let's go to the defense where it got a little bit, um, I don't know if I want to say frustrating, but TCU started to move the ball well, I thought, during the um, late in the second half. I think what happened there, so there was a couple of things that went down. One, Iowa State had just gotten up three scores. That's where you start to, we see this in football a lot, you start to get a little bit conservative at that point. I know fans don't like it, but you are playing to ultimately win the game, not blow the other team out. And I think, you know, you're trying to just keep things in front of you, not give up the big plays. Well, a lot of times when that's happening, the opposition will start to get more aggressive. That happened. TCU's quarterback was finally starting to get comfortable. And then Greg Eisworth goes out of the game. I think it was just a stinger. I don't think it's anything serious. I know a lot of people asking me about that. But at the end of the day, um, that's an unfortunate thing to happen, just right bang, bang, bang. I'm not that concerned about it. Overall, it was a dominant performance, I thought, by the Iowa State defense today. Eisworth has been um, fighting that shoulder stinger for for quite some time now i was watching him with my own two eyes he was on the sidelines with a helmet on um they were working on his shoulder if it would have been something structural they would have taken him back to the locker room i think he just re-injured it so uh, I, I really don't think that it's anything to to be concerned about if you're an iowa state fan a couple notes um that that i took today um I thought that, and I can't wait to go back and watch this, but I thought it was a masterful game plan by John Haycock in the Iowa State defense early on. If you were watching, TCU's got a true freshman quarterback, Max, Max Duggan, who's going to be really good, by the way. He was impressive. But he, the pre-snap junk, I mean, just junk, Iowa State was throwing at him early in that football game. Had him flustered. It really did. And it, Iowa State won. They took away the run. TCU couldn't run early. So when they got into obvious passing downs, Haycock and, I mean, the boys were lined up all over the place. It was a fantastic thing to sit and watch. So I give Iowa State's defensive coordinator, John Haycock, a lot of credit for that. I thought Jamal Johnson had one of the best games of his career. Uh, he was an absolute beast, just really a pocket pusher throughout the entire um first half specifically of that football game but the whole thing um really didn't miss jaquan bailey that much i didn't think zach peterson was great and i actually think that this could end up i, I talked about this a little bit at the end of last week i think this could end up being a positive for jaquan bailey to be able to redshirt this year um I'm not saying iowa state's obviously they're better with him but I think they're okay without him, too. I think that there's just enough depth on that defensive line. Now, you don't want to lose any more, um, but they, Matt Leo played well today. The whole defensive line was really um, just a fantastic effort in that sense. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Johnny Lang thing I think is interesting. Like, did you see the emergence of a um, running back for Iowa State? It was clear at the beginning of the game that Matt Campbell and Tom Manning had a plan where they were going to let all those guys play. The freshmen were playing. They each got series, 
and um, they did okay. I mean, but they didn't they didn't really stand out. And throughout the game, they kept feeding Lang, and I'm wondering if that was like if you saw on his first touchdown, Matt Campbell like went over and walked with him to the sidelines. Like, was that like a passing of the hey, this is your offense now? I, I don't know. But the fact that they kept him in at the end, now Brock comes in and fumbles it at the end. Um, so that definitely, Jirel Brock, not Brock Purdy, that definitely didn't help him in that capacity. But I don't know. I felt like they were really wanting Johnny Lang to take that position today, and maybe he just did. Or was it the offensive line just that much better? I didn't think they played that well in Waco. And um, maybe that was it. Maybe it's been an offensive line issue. But I don't know. I thought they were great today. I thought the whole team was impressive when you factor in the obstacles from that game. I don't think a lot of the public knows this, but there was plane trouble um, on the way home. So those guys didn't get back till really late last week. And they bounced back from a you know a brutal brutal conditions in, in Waco. And um, they show a lot of adversity today. TCU is a good football team. This is not a... This is not a bad team that Iowa State beat today, and they, they just beat the crap out of them, 49 to 24. Um, in a week that, and look at our like ex, look, look at our staff picks. A lot of our guys picked against Iowa State today, and I don't really blame them. I mean, I picked Iowa State to win by four, but I wasn't that, I wasn't overwhelmingly confident with it. Um, and this was just a, you know, everything kind of came together. And statistically, it's really odd what Iowa State's been doing this year when you factor in how much, how easily they've been able to move the football. It's averaging seven-something yards per play. It's a gaudy number, number number five in all of college football. Racking up yards, doing really good things, can't finish things. Those drives just dying out in the middle of the 30, 35, 40-yard line. And, like, statistically, like, eventually it's going to come together, you would think, if you could move the football like that. We've seen it happen now today against a really good TCU defense, which really makes me happy um, in thinking what the rest of the year could be like if they can find this groove and if they can stick with it. Now, two road games coming up. Um, I haven't seen the West Virginia-Texas score yet, but it was 7-7 it was last I saw. We'll worry about that one once we get this game um, behind us. But... Uh, really um, just an encouraging thing because you look around and there's different playmakers everywhere. And if they can get the running game going, like you saw at the end, then this offense could be downright scary. Now, I'm not 100% confident that it's there yet, but I think they definitely took a step forward today. Um, yeah, that's what I got for you guys right now. Uh, Rob and Jared and Jackwood are down there with uh, post-game coverage. I've got to go do um, Cyclone Reaction on the Cyclone Radio Network. We'll have a lot more. Um, Jeff Woody was here with us today. Uh, he's got a lot of good thoughts that we'll have on football and random things coming up on Monday, and I'm sure Jay Jordan will be writing about this football game as well. But, yeah, I think um, the defensive game plan was brilliant today, made TC one-dimensional. Uh, and the offensive game plan, um, you know, I like the fact that they kept with the running game towards the end. And I think that that confidence will really help them going into West Virginia next week. It, TCU is worn down. Like I'm not gonna over, I'm not gonna overreact to it again. I don't necessarily know if they found the running game. However, they've got Purdy involved like that. I think that'll be consistent. And the fact of the matter is, you've got a running back with some confidence now, and that offensive line will be off the charts as far as confidence goes. As we uh, as we enter the uh, seventh week of the college football season, it will be game week six for Iowa State coming up next week. So there you go. That is your instant reaction podcast. 
Um, we are, of course, brought to you by our friends at Carl Chevrolet, the McFarland Clinic, and our new sponsors at the Iowa State University Bookstore. A lot more coverage coming up all night at CycloneFanatic.com and on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Thanks for watching on Facebook. Thanks for listening.